This is Real Estate Team Builders, and I'm your host, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. The real estate team building world is driven by big egos who boast about how many homes they've sold or how much GCI they've earned. We don't hear much about their low profit margins, the long hours they put in each week, or the unbearable stress they endure. In fact, I've discovered that most real estate teams are losing money when you consider the amount of personal production their owners must do to make ends meet. I believe that if you want to profitably scale your real estate team without working crazy hours, enduring unhealthy levels of stress, or coming up short at home, then thinking like a business owner, building sustainable systems, and empowering your team are absolute musts. You won't find any smoke and mirrors or hype here on my podcast, just the real world tools, systems, and strategies that work. So if you struggle to balance growing your real estate business with focusing on the areas of life that truly matter, then this show is for you. Welcome back, real estate team builders. Lars Hedenborg, founder of Real Estate B-School. And I've got a kind of like a left field uh, episode for us that I know you all are going to want to hear about. Um, Brent Bowers, thelandsharks.com. Uh, up until like four minutes ago, I didn't even know what land notes were. But in a world where it is increasingly difficult to get your money to work for you, what he does is kind of blowing my mind. And, and one of the things that is even harder to achieve is location freedom. So Brent is physically in Florida and doing these land note deals around the country. So for you know this group that is actively looking to grow and scale and, and hopefully put our money to work uh, for us, Brent, welcome to Real Estate Team Builders, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your background, maybe, maybe the journey into this business. Give us the nuts and bolts of it and how you think you know anyone looking to put their money to work, why would they want to learn this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if a failing realtor like myself, uh, I, actually, I'm not even a realtor anymore. I, I, I let my license go because I was sucking so bad at it. If, if, if a guy that couldn't even do like be successful as a real estate agent can do this and the land investing and building notes to give you time freedom and financial freedom and geography freedom. Uh, anybody can really do this. And I love like I love how, you, you know, the real estate team builders because ultimately that's why I'm able to do this is because I have an amazing team that supports me and they do what they do best. And I do what I do, but I do best and I find other people to help me with the rest. So there's only a couple of things I do very well. Um, maybe, maybe one thing, actually, maybe I'm just I was going to say, man, you got two. That's really good. Of <laughs> being really ambitious. One thing I do really well, and that's find smart people to help me out to, to get the vision. Uh, so I got my real estate in 2000, my real estate license in 2007, bought that first rental property, got it handed to me several times on that property. Um, but the biggest mistake I ever made was selling that property in 2019 because I had already went, been through the gutter. Now the good times were finally starting to happen because it was starting to get paid off. Uh, it was actually building appreciation. However, you know, we, I didn't have a crystal ball and we learned a lot from our failures. Uh, so <laughs> that was, I look at that one as a learning experience. But, you know, 2009, I kind of took a break from real estate, joined the military. Uh, I was out of the country for several years, a couple deployments. And then 2013, I got back into real estate and I started house hacking. And that kind of gave me the ability to get my feet back on the ground. And then I started buying rental properties, turned into a wholesaler because 
like I was like, man, this rental game is so slow. So I started wholesaling houses and then ultimately stumbled on land about 2016, which allowed me to get out of the military because that was, you know, that was a great time while it lasted. But I was for eight and a half years, I, I may have only slept in my bed about maybe four of those years. Um, and now I had a small family. I wanted to be home to see my wife every night, preferably. And I started flipping land and then eventually built the passive income side of it by seller financing the land. And that's really what gave me the time freedom. You know, I, I was talking to you a little bit about the commissions we earn as, as realtors. Um, and I'm getting my license because I'm so on board with the EXP model. And I, I can't wait to, you know, get involved with that, but I'm looking at a two and a half million dollar deal right now where I'll make 3% of that, you know, as long as I have my license to where I can take that 75,000. Is that what 3% of 2.5 million is? Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that math is super easy for an agent. We know 3% of any number. Well, thank God you prepared me in advance <laughs> for that. Uh, luckily, cause I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how much it was going to be. I knew it was a good chunk of money, but if I buy a piece of land at 50 cents on the dollar, so I buy a $150,000 parcel of land for the 75 grand commission, I'm going to sell that land for 150,000, not what I paid for it. And then I'm going to let someone give me like a five or six or $7,000 down payment and then let them make monthly payments to me for 30 years. And I'm ultimately going to take that 75,000 and turn it into like 300,000 with the amount of interest I'll, I'll gain. So ultimately that's my play for land. They haven't always been that big. They started out with $275 lots and they just kept getting bigger and bigger, which gives us a passive income each month of about a hundred notes. Um, so that gives me the time freedom. Ultimately what I want to build with EXP as well. I just want to build another, another machine that's passive income. Um, Cause ultimately we only have so much time in our day uh, if we can get all these, these these streams of passive income, it, it really makes uh, life kind of on our terms. And I, I'm not going to say that the military was uh, was forced slavery, but it was it was definitely uh, I didn't like being told what to do every day, where to be, what to look like, get a haircut, shave. Um, so I really uh, that's why I'm an entrepreneur because I'm a rebel. But uh, that was a really long intro. But uh, that's no, kind of it. it. It's awesome, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into pieces of it. I definitely want to dig into like a few minutes on the anatomy of a deal. But first, and you don't even know this yet. So we're you know you're in the process of you know bringing um, bringing your license into EXP and uh, building a, a tribe of agent investors in, in the EXP platform. And, and that's kind of what you alluded to. And you're not quite ready to pull the trigger on it. So we can't announce it to the world yet uh, in terms of people rolling in. But but keep, based on this conversation, if, if this intrigues you, I want you to reach out to Brent uh, in, in some way and, and we'll give your you know website and contact information because this is an opportunity for you to build this tribe in, in sort of a, a brokerage within a brokerage with none of the broker responsibilities. And, you know, it, it's going to be awesome. So I'm super excited about that part of it. Um, and, and the part that you don't know is that the community that you're coming into that I'm, I'm, I'm one of the leaders uh, we stand for three things that generally are really hard to achieve. And you literally just said them time, freedom, money, freedom, and location freedom. And so as a real estate agent, you know, 99% never get time freedom. They're working out of bounds evenings and weekends. Money freedom, you know, what is it like? Only 2% of agents sell 25 homes or more a year. So average commission check, 10,000 bucks, that's 250 gross. 
probably 150 take home. That's only 2%, 1.8% of agents. And there is no lo location freedom because you can't physically, you know, leave your market most of the time. We, we teach that real estate B-School. I've got members in Bozeman, Montana, running $2 million businesses in my market. But so anyway, so your, your message of, of, the, of the three freedoms is going to fit right into the platform, the tribe that you're going to build at, uh, out at, at, at EXP. So take us through the anatomy of a deal. Like you said, like buy and then seller finance and then flip. And honestly, I've been in real estate, thousands of families served on the residential side. And I, I never would have known that there's like land flipping. That's very, 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 very common because we drive by it every day and we don't see a way to make money with it. There's no house to renovate and flip or house to buy and fix up and rent out or storage unit to make money with. There's nothing on the land. How do we make money with it, right? So take us through like, like the anatomy of a deal, like, like generally, because I want people to come into your world, but generally, like how do you find a piece of land? What do the numbers look like? Maybe walk us through a deal that, that went, you know, went pretty good recently, or maybe one that didn't go well. Um, Absolutely. And how do you flip it into, into passive income? Perfect. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to kind of walk you. Well, let's just go through my first deal. I was our, I told you I was a house wholesaler. Um, I was an army officer working 12 hours a day. And I was sending out postcards. And really how I stumbled on land is I was searching for answers, listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books. And I heard a gentleman talking about buying land uh, at crazy discounts and flipping it and doubling his, and sometimes like quadrupling his money overnight. And I already had the postcard. It was as simple as saying, hey, my name is Brent. If I'd like to buy your house at 123 Main Street. Call me or text me if you're interested in a fair, all cash, no hassle offer. So I just changed house to land and I got the tax delinquent list. Actually, I'd already had the tax delinquent list, people that were behind on their taxes for the entire county for, for uh, properties. And I just had to figure out which one was land, which one was mobile homes, which one was houses. Well, I was only mailing the houses. So I was like, okay, which one's the land? So we figured out, uh, the we looked at the percentage of improvements, which was zero. And some counties have dollar improvement, which was zero. And then some counties have like a three-digit code. It's like 231 is land, 232 is mobile homes. So some have a legend on the assessor's parcel number that they make it really easy for you uh, or the schedule number. So we figured that out and I used my virtual assistant in uh, India. This girl was literally getting her PhD. Um, so she's like way smarter than me and she's scrubbing my list and I'm paying her $5 an hour to do it. So I'm like thrilled. Um, as I'm working my army officer job. So she shot me back that list. It was 687 records of people that were behind on their taxes for their land. I, I uh, had my mail house send that postcard I just gave an example of, and my phone blew up. And the first, I remember the first call, I called the guy back. I'm hiding in the locker room because, um, you know, we're not supposed to have jobs as army officers. So I'm like trying to keep this on the down low. And that it was a retired CPA, nicest man ever. I ended up meeting him for coffee uh, at this coffee shop right outside of the gate of Fort Carson, Colorado. The coffee shop was closed because it was too late. So we sat on the, the, uh, the, like the deck and I still owe that place so much money because I can't tell you how much business I did after hours there. Um, so I really should go and give them a big, big chunk of change just as a tithe or something. But I digress. Um, he told me the price. He's like, look, I'll sell you the land for... $285. It's not buildable. I'm behind on the taxes. I'm about to lose it. 
And I was like, well, let me just go look at it. So me and my wife and my newborn baby in 2016 drove to this land. It's about an hour away from us. It overlooks the Pike National Forest. Two lots, actually, not buildable. And I had no clue like what it was worth. So guess what? I called the best person I could think of. And that was a re- there was a real estate office down the hill. It's like as if God himself planted that office for me to call. And I mean that with all sincerity. So I call on a Saturday and there's a realtor in there. And she answered the phone and goes, you know, how may I help you? So I told her the situation. I'm buying this land. What is your 30-day blowout price? What is your get it done now price? I want to like, because $285 back then, Lars, was, was uh, a lot of money for me. And I, I hate to say it, but like I was not going to waste it because that's diaper money. We just bought a new house. We just moved across the country. And like I have a wife and she likes to spend money on food and stuff. So she goes, I don't know about get it done now price, but I think you can list it for about 10 grand. And I, I was like, just over the moon. I was like, this is incredible. I'm buying it for 285. It's worth 10 grand. I thank her for her time. I told her I'll call her back as soon as I buy it and hung up with her. Well, she's called, calls me like right back immediately, like within five minutes while I'm explaining this to my wife. She goes, Brent, what if I bought it from you? I was like, what are you offering? She said, five grand. I was like, when can you close? <laughs> she said, Wednesday, like four days from now. I was like, great, please just send me the purchase agreement. By the time I got home, the purchase agreement was in the email. I signed it. I called the seller. I said, hey, can I pay you on Tuesday? And so I did. I brought on the check. He brought me a notarized quick claim deed. I drove to the title company and got my $5,000 check on um, Wednesday. And then that next week I did another deal, but this one I seller financed because I didn't think the land was that good. So I seller financed it for 500 down. That's what I paid for the land. Got my, my money back out of the deal and got $400 a month for the next, I think, 11 and a half months, 11, 12 months, call it. Sold that one for five grand too. And that's the one that changed my life because that was, that was covering my truck payment now. And seller finance. So I had already owned five, I think I owned five or six rentals at the time. One of them was a triplex. And I wasn't making $400 net on any of them. Maybe I can add a couple of them up and that would have added $400 a month net. But that land deal was like, holy crap. I didn't have to borrow the money. I didn't have to insure this house. I didn't have to beg for a loan. Um, And I'm netting $400 a month, really positively netting it. And that's where I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it before I knew it. Six months later, I had replaced my entire um, my entire expenditures. So I was financial free. I got the first one out of the way. The rest is history. I hope that gave you... Well, how did I sell it? Craigslist both... Or the second deal I sold it on Craigslist. I hope I gave you all the nuts and bolts to how it worked. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And it, it so, so so how do you go from... I mean, I, I have a lot of questions. The, the biggest questions, is it because... The, the land angle is it because land is just generally uh, as a market less uh, less efficient, you know, like you know, uh, like Bitcoin is it's a wild roller coaster, but it's really efficient, and you can see all the trades, right? We know people are buying when people are, like it's all public. The stock market, same thing. These these companies are are telling people in advance like what's going on or or whatnot. What what is it about land that makes this an, an exciting opportunity, and why would why would anyone think that? Um, and I'm not a, 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 a stupid guy, but I've never really even heard of this. So how do I, how do I not even know that this exists? So the smart guys are chasing the houses and the apartments and the in the mobile home parks. 
And it's you're right. You also hit it. It's very inefficient market now. I mean, you that's I couldn't explain it any better because banks aren't lending on this kind of stuff. Like most of my land deals I'm buying are under $30,000. And generally I try and 3X my money. So if I'm buying a $30,000 parcel of land, I prefer it to be worth about 90. That's if I'm gonna sell or finance it. Now, if I'm gonna flip it really quickly, like buy it and sell it, I'd be fine selling it, buying it for 30 and selling it for 50 or assigning my contract, get it under contract for 30, assign it for 40, make a quick 10 grand. That's all cool. But there's, it's inefficient because the banks aren't lending on this kind of stuff. Um, and it's just, no one's looking at it. People are driving by it every single day. There's virtually no competition. I mean, when's the last, I mean, I don't know if you own any uh, vacant land, but I, I have almost 300 plus parcels, plus a few houses. I get more letters and text messages and phone calls for these few houses I have than all of my land put together. You know, I can say one of my houses that's paid off. I must get a phone call or a text message every single week. But the land, no one's mailing me on that. It's like that's no crazy. So, so why why would someone? What do they use the land for? So, so in that example where it's eleven months to pay off the four hundred dollars a month, that they see it for themselves, like they're gonna, you know, put put a, a a unit on it or do something with it. Like, what's what's the typical end game for someone that goes goes through you in a seller finance situation? So let's talk about that first buyer, the realtor. She's a speculator. She knows that eventually the city is going to be, I don't know what the correct term for this, levied to put. So the reason why it wasn't buildable is because there was only one egress, one ingress, one ingress, one egress. The fire department would not allow them to build on that one street because they needed to put a second exit for in case the firefighters got stuck on that road. And basically, that's all it took. And it had to get the railroad company that owns that set of railroad tracks to allow it. That one right there, uh, once that lot is buildable, it's probably worth a hundred grand. Mm. I sold it for five. Um, the second buyer, this this parcel was landlocked by a state park. So once they get that right ingress or access attorney that you could find through a title company, once and I didn't have the money to pay for it back then. I just needed to turn and burn. Um, once that guy gets access, which I know he's working on it, that property four acres next to NORAD in Colorado Springs on the mountainside is worth an incredible amount of money. I, I didn't even want to think about how much money it's probably worth. Um, a lot of my buyers are someday maybe I'm going to build a cabin in Colorado. So, some of my buyers, like for the infill buildable lots, their plan is to build their dream home one day or a or a developer buys it, or a builder buys it. That's stuff I don't generally sell or finance on a note that I get monthly payments on because the, the builders are usually walking around with the cash because they've got a line of credit or a partner. Uh, so that's the stuff I usually make my quick income for, my quick cash. Awesome, awesome. And uh, I guess one, one question, do you suffer the same problems like you know chris uh craddock and and his whole rei revive and dead leads are you stepping over a whole bunch of dead leads that don't work or is it a different dynamic in in your world yeah there's not as many dead leads i don't believe it's not like houses so we do have a house buying company as well and we do get a lot of people that you know they just need to list with a realtor you know that's houses now the land um a lot of times we can't help them and they they're not as emotionally attached to the property so they'll, they'll a lot of times 
sell for less um, or they inherited it. Houses are, yes, we get a lot more dead leads on our house. Uh, we don't get as many leads for the land um, because we're not mailing nearly as much either. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a good point too. I mean, there's so much emotion tied into residential real estate. Like I, I've had $700,000 deals fall apart because the, the seller won't fix the drippy faucet in the master. It's like, it's a, it's a $2 washer. And they're like, we're the deals off the day before closing. It's like, what are we doing here? Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, what's the best way to, for people to enter your world? So really is, is there a, you know, someone that's a, a good fit for this business model to earn this passive income? Is there there a, a perfect kind of person you're looking for? Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a perfect person, but I would just say someone that wants to, you know, build some additional income, build some passive income, or just have another stream of income. Because I've found that a lot of our house sellers also have land. I've found that land sellers also have houses. Um, I just hung up this morning. I had did a really early call with one of my acquisition managers this morning. And she was telling me, Chrissy was telling me that this gentleman, uh, you know, just he's selling the house. They've been in it since 1975. He grew up in his parents passed away in the house. And it's just like he won't even open their bedroom door. But, uh, you know, the, it, these things go hand in hand. So as far as who's the best person for this, I don't know if I got an answer for that. Um, I seem to attract a lot of people in the military, a lot of people that are tied to their phone and they got to answer it on Sundays, sometimes at dinner or during a birthday party. You know how many land buyer phone calls I've taken in the last six months? Not freaking, not one of them. And a couple of the OGs from like years ago when I was selling the land myself still have my phone number and they text me from time to time, but it's cool stuff like a picture of them, like you know, camping and whatnot. They're not saying, hey, the toilet's broke or, hey, uh, you know, this this realtor left the lights on and the air conditioner down low. Like I'm not getting problem calls. You know, it's so that's what I love mostly about it. And I still have rentals. I have apartments and that stuff. I expect the phone ring, but not my not from my land buyers. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. So what's what's the best place for someone to go that wants to learn more about actually actually doing this with you? Yeah, I would say that the easiest, fastest way to learn is go to my go to YouTube and search Brent Bowers. Uh, subscribe to my channel. You know, I I, I work hard to get, post uh, videos five days a week. But if you really want to schedule a call right now, just head on over to thelandsharks.com. And so it's Brent Bowers Land. I'm going on YouTube right now. So Brent Bowers Land. Yeah, that's um, an easy way to find me. Awesome, awesome. I love it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. So I'm, I might be the first one that goes over there before this even airs. Um, okay. brother, I appreciate it. I look forward to building another income stream with you and, and helping you build this tribe in, you know, of, of land investor agent uh, types at EXP. I think it's going to be an awesome ride. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time today. This was uh, oh, one last question. So, so you mentioned that it, there's a way to do this where you can actually scale it and you can build sort of a, a, a team. You mentioned a VA that you're not taking calls. Do you have like a sort of a, a Navy SEALs team that kind of helps you run this business? What does your business look like on the, just the land, uh, the land flipping note side of things? Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, I couldn't do this without my team. Holy cow. Because, you know, I'm one of those people that after I do it a couple of times, I get bored of it. 
Uh, so I had to pass it on. I just, at the end of the day, I just want the whole machine going. I don't want to be the guy cranking this and then oiling this. And uh, just because it's just not what entrepreneurs and business owners usually do. So I've got my, so I've got my team that makes sure the mail gets out every single day, you know, or every single week, I should say more, more like that. That way the phone rings. And then I got the acquisition managers, two of them. And you don't have to start there, like start with an assistant, start with someone that will get things off your plate and just keep a list of what you do daily and anything you're seeing pop up more than once. And if you don't love doing it, if it doesn't literally charge your batteries, find someone to help you with it. And you might not have the funds right now to pay an employee, but that's the wrong word to use. I don't have employees. I have team members like they are investments uh, because if I invest a dollar in them to pay them, I want to see $2 come out. That they're, I'm not calling them ATMs, but they are literally uh, investments. So I have the acquisition managers answering the phones or collecting the mail that where they sign that land offer letter. And then it goes to my Filipino virtual assistant where she starts the due diligence process. And then it goes to closing. We purchase it. And then it goes to the sales side to get the photos, which the, the girl that does the due diligence she also requests the photos. So it's all happening simultaneously. Then she posts all of it all over our sites to sell it. And they either go to our website and click buy now, or they talk to my land sales specialist that will take the down payment, write up the contract for deed. And then it goes to our company executive assistant to make sure that their note stays good and, and uh, stays in good good standing. What, what percentage of these things do you need to take back or... You know, what's the, any default rate significant? Oh, for the land defaults, yeah. you know, one out of every 15 parcels we sell, someone will stop paying for. And we try and modify their loan. We And we don't charge them to do it. We want just want to make sure that if we've already sold it, we want them to keep paying because it is so much easier to buy this stuff than it is to find a good buyer for it. So we will do anything possible. To, we'll pause the payments for a couple months. We'll We'll extend it. You know, if we've got to go down to 0% interest, we'll do it because at the end of the day, there's no shortage in this business. That's crazy. And you've already made back, typically you've already made back your initial investments. So the, is that kind of the model? If you pay 5,000 for it, you're taking 5,000 down and then you're getting them to pay 10,000 over 20 months or whatever. Yes. That's the preferable model. Is it like that now? No, because I have so much volume. I buy so much at one time. There's no way. Uh, I, at this point, I just wanted to to, to sell our fine. I want to get it sold so we start receiving some, you know, asset, basically turn it into an asset, receiving income. In the beginning, when I was only working one land deal at a time, yes, I tried to get my investment back out of it. Now how many, I'm like, how many notes are you holding right now? Uh, almost, I think we just got down to like ninety four or something like that. Awesome. And we is that up, like a that, that's that's a level where you're getting the cash flow that you want? You can pay the team and earn a reasonable return. Yeah, it's pretty good. And now do I want to increase it? Absolutely. You know, am I building it still? We're actually hired someone today to keep, keep building. So um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely comfortable, but can we have more? Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So go to YouTube, Brent Bowers, B-O-W-E-R-S land. The land came up automatically when I typed your name in, by the way. So Google, the algorithm knows that you're the land shark. Um, or go to thelandsharks.com. Brent, this has been awesome. I will be in touch for sure. And uh, 
everyone out there uh, take action. There are only but so many ways to to put your your brains or a system or some resources or people to work where you can turn that into a, a residual income stream. And this is a new one for me. So this has been uh, this has been really awesome. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Lars. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn step-by-step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about, visit us at joinrebs.com. That's joinrebs.com. Our coaching, training systems, and support will help you get more high-quality leads, increase your conversions and sales, improve your client experience, and allow you to scale your real estate business, all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.